What's going on? It's Sunday Night Live on Charlotte Soccer Show. It's, it's good to see you, Danny. How are you doing this evening with your your rose-colored glasses? Sunday uh, Night Super Live, and I'm here. Uh, I'm here wearing the rose-colored glasses because you have to. You know, we uh, we talked about mint-colored glasses famously at one time on this show, <laughs> uh, but tonight I'm wearing the rose-colored glasses because uh, uh, it's time. It's it's time to start uh, spinning everything. I it, it's either. You either join the spin machine or you or you try to take it down. And I'm only one man. I, I can't take it down. So I've decided to join it. And uh, I am going to be selling all things positive, Charlotte FC. It's There's a lot of soccer left. Or a few, only a few points. Take out those of the glasses off. Spot. Take them off. Take them off. Because tonight, tonight we're gonna we're gonna show you how it feels when a draw feels like a loss. That's that's. I'm not actually nice gonna vibe. do that. Yeah, I'm not actually gonna do that. But I'm gonna wear my Elton John fashion statement here. I got these glasses in Mexico uh, on a trip to uh, widespread panic music. That's great. I can't take you seriously in those glasses. I just can't do it. It's it's um <laughs> and chugging uh, wine straight out the neck of the bottle. It just gives me yellow brick road vibes, uh, which is not actually, I guess, not a bad thing. So why don't you leave them on for the rest of the show as, as, as I've, uh, you know, got to say that we, we've, we've won one match in now eight games played. Mm. Brutal. So there's only 37 games in the season. We're, we're approaching 25% of the void. How do you, uh, Danny? How do you justify one one win in in eight and still wear those ro- rose colored glasses? Well, it's because I feel like I have no choice, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like, there's a lot of negativity on uh, around the club right now, and so it's like you got to make a choice. Like, uh, if, if are you going to join the Lindsay crowd or or or, or where do you go with that? I, I don't know. Uh, I might not truly look at everything through rose cut glasses. I'll probably, by the time I keep chugging this wine, I'll, pro- I'll probably flip over and start spitting some bile by the time we get done with this little uh, live stream session here, which thank you to everyone who's joined us on YouTube for this little chit chat, this little breakdown, this little talk we're doing here on the Charlotte Soccer Show. Uh, a little bit of a wild start here as we uh, get going on a, on a crazy Sunday night. We had it all, Johnny. We had the points in the bag. We're sort of, you know, getting ready uh, uh, to say goodbye to uh, to the game. Then I think we're going to be celebrating three points, and then and then Georgie Marks makes a big big fuck up basically, and uh, it's led to all these calls of the Tanzio out. But you pointed out, like you're, you're taking the stance, you're pretty hardcore about this that the Tanzio actually is not to blame for last night. It's not his fault for last night. No, I think like it's well. I, I don't want to play the game, the blame game, Danny. Like what I what I do want to say is like, point fingers. Um, this is what it is. Like the I've seen so many comments this uh, this Sunday in the QC that have been just like, this team is um, going up against one of the worst teams in MLS in Colorado, and right. I'm like, well, no, Charlotte is one of the worst teams in MLS at this right. point. And right. that's kind of the 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 glasses that I'm gonna put on these glasses tonight, Danny. This is where I'm gonna. I'm, these are the glasses that I'm gonna put on on the show. <laughs> and I'm gonna I call these these the uh, the truth goggles. Um, I've got the truth goggles. <laughs> I've got the beer goggles on tonight. As you I wear your it. glasses, I've got the I the beer it. goggles on tonight. What I'm what I'm seeing 
Danny is just one of the worst teams, and we just all have to kind of come to grips with that and have a good time chatting about Charlotte FC and um, uh, and Christian Latanzio and Matthew Barbie. I appreciate you watching live tonight. He says Latanzio is completely What's lost up, in the back half of matches. The marks play doesn't happen if the proper decisions are made. You know, Afo got beat um, with pace on that ball down the right-hand side. And in that situation, George Marks came out and made just an egregious mistake. Like, it, I don't even want to make it more complex than that. It's a, it's a gaffe at the end of the match that, you know, it's a, it's a gaffe at the end of the match. Shouldn't have And happened. it shouldn't have happened. So, you know, we can talk about that. We can talk about um, the tactic. Brandon Davis chimes in. Danny says, I hate it to park the bus tactic. But not CL's fault last night. Right. Again, it's not the it's it's, it's not did. it's not one player um, who's at fault. But there was a couple of good moments though too, Danny. Let's let's look through those rose colored glasses. Right, right. There was right. there was a Kerwin Vargas the strike, like the fight and the spine to like concede a goal and to like go down at home and then fight your way back and get two goals within seven minutes. Camille Yusviak, great, yeah, scores, scores again. Yeah, Yusvi. The uh, the Polish bulldog is is bulldogging man. He's he's starting to like he's starting to like win me. He, I was thinking about this today. I was like, man, Camille really is like having a hell of a season. He's kind of like developing a. Uh, he's kind of like found his identity. He's like finding his role and like what he does on this team. It goes back to you remember that game when he was on the bench and he and like uh, John Tolkien or whatever like surfer boy for New York Red Bulls like shoved Capetti out of bounds or threw the ball at Capetti. After Capetti shoved him out of bounds, and Yusvi, I gave him a little like brush up and gave him a little, little, little point, like I'm watching you. <laughs> like ever since that moment, he's been balling out. He's been playing, playing amazing since he got back on the pitch after doing that. So I don't know. I, I I'm starting to believe more and more in Camille. He's delivering the results. It's a results based game. Like you know, we 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 flock towards those guys who actually deliver uh, for the most part. Like we all have our favorites, or like of like the guys who. You know, we get we forgive them all the time because even if they mess up, like we say, oh, it's okay, like they're fine because that's like our favorite player, like our pet player, or whatever. But like most of these guys, my feeling about the quality of a player or the usefulness of a player uh, is based on what they do. What what have you done for me lately? You know, I'm sorry to be that fickle and that transparent, but like it's just the way it is. Like I, I, if you get the results and get stuff done for the team, then we're gonna love you. If you don't, then we're not gonna love you. So. Uh, Camille uh, has, is that, has, does that make me a bad fan? Does that make me a bad fan? No, no. Camille's done a great job lately. I think um, Camille Yusviak and Kerwin Vargas, like their their partnership as as wingers uh, around Capetti and Swiderski, really worked. I think that's something else I want to get into on tonight's show, as far as looking through those rose colored glasses that you have on. Um, but remember, every every rose has its thorn. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like singing out in John songs in my head. It's great. Tonight, I want to talk about the 442 that was deployed. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why I want to talk about that, Danny, is because I think it ties in with um, how those those wingers are playing, the, the freedom. There was so much space for, for Yuzviak in this setup. And I want to commend Christian Latanzio for setting it up in a 442 finally. Um, we asked him to change mm -hmm. the system, and he did. And that change 
um, you know, definitely showed that uh, the post goal hug with Atanzio, the players were buying into this kind of new style of play and it worked. It was back to back goals. The team was set up in a low four, four block. And mm-hmm. that really worked for, for most of the game. And then he, then, then Christian Latanzio, he, he switched to a, a back five and played defensive football to right. try to see the game out. And then the gaff happened late. And now yeah. the, the conversation becomes, um, was that style, was that decision, was that tactical decision? That's what I want to ask you, Danny. Was that tactical decision by Christian Latanzio um, in the, the, the 70th or so minute? I don't remember the exact time. Was that substitution um, in the 70th minute uh, a defensive substitution that caused the the loss, or um, was it just a gaffe at the back? The loss, the draw, it's all the same thing, right? Uh, ultimately, it, it has to boil down to that gaffe. I hate to re- be so reductionist and, like, take it all the way down to the level of just, like, oh, George Marks effed up, and that's why we lost, or we lost, that's why we didn't get the points. That's why we didn't win. But – Ultimately, it boils down to that. I really feel, I suspect anyway, you can't prove a negative hypothetical, but I strongly suspect that had we seen off that victory in 1-2-1 against Colorado, uh, most of these people that are like Latanzio outing today would be like, oh, you know, finally he adjusted, he adapted, he got out of his (laughs) system. He like, he put in the five at the back when he knew like we needed to hold on and like the energy was waning. And like, you know, he would be getting credit for like, versatility and adaptability at that point so i don't want to like criticize him like hardcore for like something that i've been like for like doing something that i've wanted to see from him i guess you know what i'm saying that makes sense so maybe that's just my rose colored glasses but uh uh that's the way i feel about like criticizing the tactic i think that we should have won the game and it boils down to uh i mean just punch that out george like legitimately punch the ball out of bounds and we win and we win the game it's that it's legit that simple and he tried to catch it and he dropped it. And uh, a professional goalkeeper shouldn't do that. I think I think we can get into this Thursday more, but I'm gonna sneak, I'm gonna tip my hand and just say I'd be shocked if Colleen is not starting the next game against Columbus next week uh, at the Fortress. And uh, unless he has a setback uh, with his injury uh, situation, but he looked great against uh, in the in the Crown Legacy game against Miami on Friday night. Played 90 minutes, was screaming at the back line looked ready to be back out there. And uh, after George costing with those points, I mean, it's a, it's a results-based business, George. I'm sorry. I think it's clean the time uh, when we get back to the, to, uh, the keep. A couple comments that we have. Uh, Matthew Barbie. Wait, we're in a 4-4-2. Kevin Fritz says the same thing. I, I, I also thought it was always a 4-3-3 as well. Uh, those two comments, you know, what I'll say is I had a great tactical view of the match. Um, and, mm-hmm. um, in that position that I you're had, in the supporter section. um, exactly. I was basically at the top back of the supporter section. I want to make sure that we were high up there too. So mm-hmm. we could, we could get that tactical spacing kind of view. What would happen is, is that, you know, Derek Jones and Brant Bronico really sliding into the middle of the pitch, protecting those two yeah. center backs. I Vargas, felt they were in a, Vargas was, was they were strong. Vargas was out wide, um, as well with Camille and then Carol and Enzo had some really nice combination play in this match while the defensive, especially in the first half when we were defending our, our goal in that first half, there was a four, four, four set a four, four, two, excuse me, set up with that low block that did really, really well defensively. Yeah. I mean, here's the heat maps for Carol and Enzo. You can decide if this makes them both 
strikers. Neither is like super popping in the box hardcore, but Enzo is like camping out in a couple of spots here, which is nice to see, I guess. Uh, Carol, he, he, he looked like a second forward to me. I agree. Like you, you, you mentioned that you got the tactical view. You were sitting in the supporter section uh, with us. That was great. It was great to have you in there. I know you normally sit uh, over in the three hundreds. So, uh, well, we, we, we welcomed you with open arms to, to the supporters. There were some beer showers involved, right? Oh yeah. So you can, uh, you can see Camille and, uh, Kirwin are definitely like hugging the lines. And this is the first time that I'm seeing, for, seeing the heat yeah. maps for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, I'm just bringing it up live. Thanks. So I appreciate that. it. Cause you're really helping me nail down my point here, which is these two mm -hmm. players were playing very wide. Mm -hmm. and, and Derek Jones and Brant Pronico were, were super central in that midfield compared to those two guys. So I really thought that the 4-4-2 setup really covered all, all bases there. And this, this is the four players that I really would love to see working together. And I think the, the possibility of potentially um, mm -hmm. putting, you know, Brant Pronico in his position now is going up against an Ashley Westwood as a potential right. um substitute for when when Westwood is healthy to give us maybe some some more offense um but I didn't hate the way that Christian Motanzio overall my point is Danny yeah. I, didn't, I didn't dislike the way that he set up the team I think he finally made some changes and unfortunately a gaffe at the end even though yes he decided to pack it in and that happens we talked about mm -hmm. parking the bus I've, I've 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 talked about how parking the bus sometimes can be an effective strategy and it was really a minute or two away from from being that um only for because of that gaff right we were super close you know thanks to hub likes thanks to bridget mccall for jumping in thanks for lindsey michael umberger for showing up uh i know you and bridget kind of uh been butting heads over over laddie uh at the at the match uh you guys i saw you guys locked in deep conversation there in the tap room for a few minutes like uh where where, where, where do you stand on laddie daddy right now after this match because with all these people calling for his head, you've actually been, uh, you know, kind of one of the guys calling for, uh, for, for you. You think he got it right? Well, I said he, if you go back to the last episode, I said like is, the question was: Is Christian Latanzio losing support? And my plea was: Please change something. Like mm -hmm. you're coaching for, you can't just do it the same thing again. And, and if and if that fails, then you've got no excuse. Mm -hmm. So um, there was uh, definitely a conversation about tactics and style of play and um I, I asked for five at the back you can go at for the crown baby on twitter you can see that um that conversation mm -hmm. there i asked for five and we got that at the end and and um when we got beat so as far as how i feel about christian latanzio to answer that question um he's somebody who is 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 going to be definitely managing the squad and um, I think this could be a potential positive sign moving forward. Um, I do still think that his press conferences are um, hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's almost Christmas in July, you know, just a couple yeah. more months. Yeah, um, yeah. He was caught. He was caught kind of muttering at the start of the press conference. He said, "He said every game is like Christmas with us." Dot dot dot. You know, for the opposition. You know, like that. That was like, oh man, like. I was surprised that quote didn't register a little more, to be honest. I thought game. about wearing I thought about wearing a Santa cap on tonight's show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I wish he would have. I really Merry Christmas. Hey, uh yeah. Lenny Len C chimes in. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just wanted to call out that he's absolutely right on that first goal. Uh Tuoloma was caught out. 
yeah. way way near the mid mid uh, halfway mm-hmm. line um awful uh beaten by speed before uh yeah i think like ultimately that's where we really struggle on defense in mm-hmm. that transitional space from from the halfway line to the to 18 18 yard box that's why we need to play in that shape and and um play in that kind we of formation. We wish do we, you you've been harping on this. The quality in the back line is it there? Do you think so? I have some comments. You mentioned the pressers also, so I want to take this in the direction of Latanzio post game talking about the players who weren't there. This is the first time I've really seen him bust out the whole like, oh, we're missing our guys' excuse. We're eight we're eight games into the season, and all of us all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're missing our guys. You know, oh, like what happened? And so. He spends the entire uh, press conference talking about – not the entire, but like a huge chunk of the press conference talking about Westwood, Kalina, and Carujo, three guys that weren't there. And then someone in the presser asks, asks him about, hey, why weren't Nuno and Shinya Shiki in the squad tonight? And he goes, well, I don't want to talk about guys that weren't there. I only want to talk about the guys that were available. And it's like, dude, you've just been talking about Westwood, Carujo, and uh, Kalina for like the majority of your entire comments tonight. What do you mean you don't want to talk about guys who aren't in the squad? So it was like something has happened with those two. Uh, it, it seems like there's more. It, it almost feels like Charlotte FC is trying to be the duck, you know, that's like smooth on the top of the water while everything's like pedaling a million miles an hour under the water. It seems like there's more than meets the eye with what's going on with the club right now. And. I don't, I don't know. It's uh, it's all speculation at this point, so it's tough to speculate. But uh, don't be surprised if we do start to find out more. I guess is the way I would put that. It's <clears throat> excuse me. It's going to be I, I think a big talking point. I think I want to, uh, if we can, listen to a little bit of uh, Christian Latanzio's press conference um, from from post match. I, I want to see if I can pull that up on the show here in a minute and 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 hear from the man himself. Yeah, he's uh, Christmas every day with us, unfortunately. Uh, for the opposition. So, what does it mean? Uh, experience, I said, you know, I said it before, we have, uh, I said it during the week that uh, this team needs help and needs a bit of luck and uh, help in the sense that we have three players with big experience that can help and can make uh, everyone more at ease with experience. Uh, that's that's Christian Latanzio post game. I think it's a uh, it's it's a real call out, right? It's he, he's he's saying, you know, that we 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 need reinforcements. Um, Big experience. We <laughs> we're lacking experience, and uh, Christian Le- Kalina is um, going to um, come back into the lineup. Uh, I think it took Marks about um, 30 hours to, to lose his, his job as number yeah. one keeper. From the start of the of the legacy game on Friday to the end of the FC game on Saturday, I think Kalina is now ahead of, back ahead of Marks for sure. Even though Kalina didn't face a lot of action, um, he seemed like he was in a good place. And when asked after the game, and I want to give credit to um, Top in 90 on this for asking a great question. Um, He's been to, asking good questions lately. His journalism is, is stepping up lately. I got to give I got to give him some credit. His sure. his question to Christian Kalina about being the number one after the match I thought was really good. Um, and Kalina gave an honest answer and said, "Yeah, like my expectation is to to be the mm-hmm. number one keeper." Um, so now that has that has come under the microscope. You know, we went from having that conversation Friday night at the Crown Legacy match where Christian Kalina had a, a clean sheet mm-hmm. and a three 0 win to a, to a gaff at the end of the game. Um, 
at the keep with George Marks. So um, from this point moving forward, you kind of got to ask yourself, um, you know, how quickly does that change happen? So how about Umberger? Yeah, basically in the, in a different language and with different phrasing, Latanzio is saying we're screwed. We need to, you know, like, <laughs> funny, you know, like, you know. Yeah, he's I, yeah. Merry Christmas, you filthy quoting, animal. Uh, You're yeah, we're screwed. Exactly. That Christmas quote is amazing, though. Like, I'm so surprised that, like, I feel like if a national MLS writer gets a hold of that, I, it's like you know, like. Every day is like Christmas with us. Dot 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 for the opposition. Jeez, <laughs> hey, man, like that's that's dicey, man. I don't know. Like, I hate to hear that. So, I mean, how how could you how could you not hate to hear that? Yeah, it's uh, Christmas every day with us. Unfortunately, uh... <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like uh... Christmas every day, baby. I wish we had the Santa hats now. Wow. Oh <laughs> uh, man. So, um. Uh, I appreciate everybody for hanging out in the show tonight. Uh, yeah, talk, talking to Charlotte FC. Yeah, yeah, having the the, the live uh, Sunday conversation. So, Danny, tell me, um, tell me where this club is is moving forward. Um, right, it's like it's still a point. If you boil it down to, I kept like re- re- reminding myself of that today. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I even said on the show earlier, like a, a loss, but I'm still reminding my, myself that it is a point. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, um, Charlotte FC, and, we, and, and we're gonna we're gonna do on on Thursday do a um a new episode with with a special guest, Danny. We've got a oh, special baby. guest at Elizabeth Parlor Room this soccer, Thursday. A soccer City guest. Yes. Um, excited, like to, uh, excited to announce who our guest is. Um, and it's, um, it's, uh, an independence player to be, to be named later. Um, Saturday, I like it. uh, Saturday, uh, Charlotte FC will play, uh, the, uh, Columbus. Yep. Uh, the Columbus crew at home. We're going to preview that match on Thursday's episode as well. Uh, follow us on social all week to, to continue the conversation. And then the following uh, Tuesday, I think it is um, us open cup match uh, mm-hmm. at home as at, at home as well. So this is the Saturday mm-hmm. night's match was, yeah. Saturday night's match was the first of uh, three straight matches here for, for Charlotte FC in the QC. So we got one point. Maybe let's get six points from the next two, or at least three points against Columbus and and then, uh, on, and then yeah. win a U.S. Open Cup match. And all of a sudden you're feeling good. Those glasses that right. you look that, – that's that's what I see through your glasses. Tormenta today. already lost to, to Independence earlier this year uh, after uh, winning the league last year in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't get any easier for us is the thing. Like we, it, in, we have not only this cup game as we're looking at the schedule, but then if we uh, go forward, we're in, in a few weeks we have a midweek game in the league. We have a midweek uh, game uh, on May 13th, excuse me, May 17th against the Chicago Fire here in Charlotte. So uh, nice little home midweek game. Uh, what the, you asked me the uh, what, what's the status of this club? Where 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 is this club after this match last night? And the real status of us is is we have not really gotten out of the starting gate of our season, and it's like the season's about to kick into high gear. Oh, here comes the U.S. Open Cup. Oh, here comes midweek league games. Oh, the league's cup is coming down the pipeline. Oh, you know you got to get ready for another international window the gold cup is coming up and that's going to change uh, you know travel windows and things like that for teams across the league uh, i don't think it affects us tons but 
uh, it's just like the season's about to kick into high gear and we have not got out of the starting gate. That's the metaphor I want to, I want to go with tonight. And it's like, it's really unfortunate. Uh, we're not in a good place. We're in second to last, uh, just ahead of Montreal in the East standings. Uh, we should have eight points, but instead we have six. The, the, the West, the, the teams that just really beat us are at the bottom of the West, Colorado and, and Salt Lake. So it's, it's six points we should have gotten. We got one point, and we should have at least had six, at the very least four, and it's just really unfortunate. Um, and, my, and Hub Likes is right. The crew will be way tougher. The, the, crew, the crew are flying. The crew, the crew are tough competition coming in. They found a way to get a point late uh, uh, with, like, a last-minute goal against New England, who's at the top of the standings. Columbus is up there with 14 points, three wins and a draw in a row. They've scored 18, given up nine. They're, they, you know, they have superstars on their team. Lucas Zellerion and Cucho Hernandez are supposed to be back. So it's not good with what, what awaits us. And like the trip to DC is coming up. We confirmed we're going to DC, by the way. In, uh, shout out, invite to all TFOs that want to get together in DC. We're going we're, we're gonna to be there and make it happen like we did last year. I wanted to show this as well, Danny, uh, as the sign of the match. Um, Colorado, can we get some real graphs? <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Matt Taylor, um, who apparently had his, his sign uh, removed from uh, from the from the keep. But um, that, to me, was the sign of the match. I saw that in the first half. Just wanted to give that a shout out um, on the show. It's been, Danny, it's been, it's been a great episode. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to, to continue the conversation about Charlotte FC – um, as the season rolls on, it's it's just a shame that um, eight games in, there's only one win and a little bit of um, consternation among the fan base. It should be a positive thing. It should be a positive mm-hmm. uh, vibe. So uh, I think, you know, I want to talk about some positives from last night. One being that when we left the stadium, the goal line was like perfectly right on time. <laughs> right. Exactly. We timed it beautifully. Like, and we like the goal line ride back was a time of somber reflection and just like not not sad depression, but we were both all just kind of angry, but uh, a little bit drunk, a little bit like pre hungover, I would have called it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. If, what, what do we sing? Some stairway to heaven? Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. That's what we tweeted. It makes me wonder after that match <laughs> last night. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Just, just riding the gold line back to back to Elizabeth, uh, singing Led Zeppelin. Those, uh, you know, after after a painful point and a draw that should have been a win. That's that's what makes soccer fandom. That's what soccer fandom is really all about. You know, here it is. And the 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 French Quarter before the match was epic. I mean, the mm-hmm. the crowd was 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 uh, the, was really good. The vibe was yeah. great. There were so many people out. The weather was awesome. Um, we had a great time in the park. Yeah. Um, the park was full. There was like a big giant inflatable gnome. There was like festivals um, going on. It's great. Um, unfortunately, uh, a shooting in the park on, on Sunday. And uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody who had been impacted or affected by that. Just like scary news considering right, right, af- right after the Knights game. Yeah, that's uh, a place where we like spared, spend so much joy. I hate to see that happen, you know. Uh, but but ultimately um, city. the day from a supporter point of view, when you go back and you look at the, um, you go look at the crowd, right. And you see some mm-hmm. of the reactions from inside the keep, right. You see some of the reactions and people were going nuts. 
you realize that um, it's one of those situations where you can enjoy it too, right? You can enjoy the fact that the the vibe that the soccer city was was really bumping, man. Mm-hmm. Like the keep was was it was hype. Was really hype, especially after that that yeah. second goal. Um, and I've, you could just tell you could tell amongst the fan base, Danny, that like there there was this angst to this, and you could you could see it mm-hmm. when Camille Yusviak celebrated as well. It went yeah. straight over and talked about that. Yeah, it was great. I mean, the keep was just absolutely lit. Yeah. Right. Right. Look. Yeah. Look at the way the, the Apple crew caught that moment, or the uh, and, and the Charlotte FC crew mm-hmm. caught that moment. Right. It was um, props to Charlotte FC for that video. And and honestly, mm-hmm. like uh, that angle is so sick, and you can just tell mm-hmm. the place is absolutely lit. Absolutely lit. You know. Yeah. I, like it, that, at that moment, it was really dark because it was like we had conceded in our house, and it's like, are we going to protect the fortress? What just happened? We were kind of like, man, that goal should have been offside. Like, what the hell just happened? It was really weird. And then to show the fight back and to come back second half and be like, okay, we got this. We're not down. We're down, but not out. And to like just just uh, technically and skillfully and methodically put together a beautiful goal like that. Really aggressive. Uh, Carol moved it up. Affle was up there in the mix, making things happen. The ball falls to Kerwin, and he just puts his foot right through it. And just kind of just like lofts it into this into the corner beautifully. It was great. Like I, I absolutely loved it. Vargas, Vargas is really coming into his own. Vargas and, and Yusviak are really showing the uh the reward of the faithfulness that the manager has put in them. You know, you gotta love. You gotta love. And like that is something that like gave us such a moment of joy. The fact that we could come back and then to take the lead moments later, it's like those moments are what uh, those moments in uh in a packed stadium, throwing beers, you know, like people feel how they will about the beer shower. I know our boy Byron Ryan was out there like talking about, he's got some video of a guy who's like kind of abusively like dumping beer on the I saw I saw a video of that. More I saw so a video of that. Not beer. cool. And that sucks. Not cool. That's not cool. And we condemn that obviously. Like, but like th- you throw your beer up in the air, you know, you hold on to your cup, you don't throw your cup and, and it, uh, it's an expression of joy and like it, whether you throw beer or not, or, or whether you hate beer showers or love them, it doesn't really matter. It's like the, it just like we were in a big four person hug, right. On the second goal. Like when we took the lead, it was like you and me and, and Brad and like, and, and everyone was just all smushed up. And it's like, you're just like so happy when you see it happen. And just like, you just need like to like express it. It's such a communal vibe and like great, uh, just random explosion and release and like catharsis and just like thing that like makes you feel better as a human. And like, it sucks that we like don't get the points out of that, but I don't want anyone to forget like those joyful moments of like scoring those goals of fighting back at home and like proving that we do have a spine. This team does, this team showed some things last night. Like I know it's so hard to like take one step forward and two steps back and to like be in position to win and have George Marks have literally have the win like slip through his fingers. Like that sucks. But like 
this team showed some things last night, and you gotta start like if if, if when we start to turn it around, I don't know. I hate to be Mr. Rose Colored Glasses here <laughs> in the end yet again, but like I'm not gonna sit here and criticize a team that like went down at home, fought back, and took the lead and like executed what they want to do. What I will say is Latanzio made some somewhat mind-boggling subs. We always like to break that. You want to break down the sub pattern real quick? It's something that I always love. Yeah, yeah. Before we do that, before we do that, I just wanted to – you mentioned that Byron Ryan video. Uh, We we have that tonight on the show. (laughs) Did you see in the beginning of that video, bottom of the left of the screen, what was happening there? Yeah. I just mean, just, yeah, I was one, just like, don't one more time. That's that's courtesy Byron Ryan. That's not cool. Yeah, not we cool. condemn that in the strongest possible terms, as uh, if we can on the show. That's like that's like lunging forward and dumping beer on people. Not cool. You gotta you gotta at least <clears throat> go up with it and um, shower. Yeah, you don't you know don't right. Keep and and, cup in your and something that we did, something that we did beforehand was we just, you know, passed the you know, a lot of beer left, passed it around, get get at least a little, you know, get mm-hmm. some money's worth, and then and then let it lock. Right, right. uh, but uh, those moments, um, you can ruin them by being an asshole. Right. <laughs> so just don't be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so substitution pattern. Yes, yeah, so let's just do let's let's do that um, and. Um, Maybe take some some last minute uh, comments here, and um, if yeah, you the want, comments have been wanna... great. As, as usual, the comments the comments on the stream are amazing. We cannot uh, we cannot thank y'all enough for being part of the show. Like the whole point of this show is to build community based around this team, and I think we we do that in a pretty organic way. And tonight's another example of that. So we get to the seventy fourth minute before we see any subs on either side. It's two one Charlotte. I was five. Sudden, I was five minutes early. Earlier when I said the seventieth minute, seventy fifth. Yeah. Finally, uh, I know you always hate when we don't make the first sub, but in this case, all the subs were kind of concurrent. It was like both managers took the time in, in the seventy fifth to to change some things up. What did you think of Lindsay had to come in for Mora? Mora unfortunately got stretchered off. I'm pretty sure. Which uh, I saw some other commentary like the wave was going around the stadium while Joe Mora was like lying down on the ground, get, uh, like dying. So. Some people found that uncouth as well. But uh, uh, Mora had to come out. Lindsay came in, and it was, I was glad to see Lindsay's not totally in the doghouse. I did think it was good of him to like sit out a game and not start because he looked pretty lost against Salt Lake. But you can but see then, their match ratings there on, uh, in the middle of the screen there, a 6.3 and a 6.0 for Lindsay. Not great in the 25 minutes yeah. that they were on the pitch. And, and a lot of that time they were, again, sitting back, not doing much in, in their defensive position. What, but What um, do you think of the take that, that Kopetti should have been subbed out for Byrne if you're bringing in the fifth defender instead of Swiderski? Yeah, I think that's a totally fair take. I think um, you know, Swiderski coming out for Burn is an, an admission that you're taking the extra striker off the pitch. Remember, we talked about the four four two. You're taking mm-hmm. the you're taking the extra striker off the pitch, and you're going to play a five four one. And that was the the goal. Uh, and then I just thought the the if I were if I were to tell you a, a substitution, I didn't think made a lot of sense it was uh Mackenzie Gaines for, sure. for Uzviak. I just I don't like I, I would think about Gaines as a player that needs to come in when um it's tied late or um or we're down one um 
probably down one. I would prefer that substitution right there, not up one. It's 100%. the total opposite of what I would have done as far as 100%. McKenzie Gaines. Well, in in that instance, I can imagine that's when you would have brought in Andre Shinyashiki, you know, and uh, and and because he's like such a dog and he's like such a fighter and a scrapper. Right. Whereas McKenzie's a little bit more of a uh, you or know, a Nuno Santos, yeah, which by the way, so we 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 talked about uh, good journalism mm-hmm. on the show, and um, how about um, somebody asking the question this week of Christian Latanzio, like where is uh, if they're not with the team, where where are Nuno? Mm-hmm. Um, where are where is Andre? <laughs> where the hell are where's like, Andre? Like, they're not with the team. What does that mean? Do we have any more information besides that, Danny? No, it's all all speculation. That's kind of what I was getting at earlier. Thanks for Matt Barbie for correcting me. By the way, that Moore did walk off, as well as uh, Kevin Fritz. Uh, he was not stretched off, as I said, but I do like my hyperboles. Uh, as far as Nuno and Andre, yeah, he wouldn't answer. Like that's what I was getting at when he was like when Latanzi was like, I don't want to talk about those guys because I only want to talk. I'm not gonna min- I'm not gonna discuss Nuno and Andre. The question was asked, and he said. It's because uh, they weren't part of the squad. When he had just spent a bunch of time talking about guys who weren't in the squad, so that's when I was like, you know, could we? Could you at least? I think Toppin should have followed up. He should have been like, well, you know, he kind of got shut down. If you watch the presser, I mean, he got shut down to the point of where it was like, it was like, Jorge, come on, I'm not going to talk about those guys. And it's like, uh, um, I would have loved one more follow up to be like, well, could you just tell me why they weren't in the squad? If, If you don't have to talk about the, them not being in the squad. Just tell me why. And then there was no answer there. So you start to speculate in terms of like, I don't know, did they break a team rule or something? I, you know, your mind starts to wander, but it would all be speculation. So. We'll figure it out. Figure it out this week. Hopefully they're, they're back for uh, Columbus. That would be ideal. Here's the biggest surprise uh, of the night from uh, Matt Barbie, the Juice VX stand. Or just don't take jaws off at all. He had plenty of gas. <laughs> we know Matt's going to come in and stand hard for 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 Yosviak all the way. And Yosviak scored a goal, man. I can't be mad at the kid. You know, like I'm starting. I'm starting to like him. Starting to like the kid. What can I say? Yeah. How could you not? He, his nickname, the Bulldog. Um, mm-hmm. He got that because of his hard work mm-hmm. and his defensive attitude. That's why I think you're right. Like. Take, leaving him on probably would have been a really good idea. Right. When you're um, protecting a lead. Yes. Leaving him yeah, because he's, I don't a think he makes, I don't think he has that turnover that leads to the counter. You're probably right. Colorado, so. You're probably Sorry. right. So Sorry, Gaines. And I love Gaines. You know, I love Gaines. Budding superstar McKenzie Gaines. But when you add goals and assists to hard work, it's like all of a sudden that, yeah. that type of player um, can become uh, a star for a team. Mm. And I'm not saying Camille, Yuzviak is there, but he's clearly feeling confident at the moment. And that's a really, really good thing uh, yeah. for, for Charlotte FC. So that's another positive takeaway um, from the from the match on on Saturday. And I think there's a lot of um, there's there's a lot of uh, interesting matchups coming up after Columbus, after the U.S. Open Cup match at D.C. We talked about at yeah. home against New York City Whew. on the road at Atlanta at home against Chicago, at home against Nashville, at Los Angeles, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. These are week after week after week. This is mm-hmm. – we're in it. We're, this is the thick of it here. Um, we have to, So we have to go – There's not any break in play. There's not Ma- any break in play until basically the end of June. Most people know this, but May 27th, 
we uh, we play at LA Galaxy. And then we have to fly basically directly the next day for a May 31st midweek game at Philadelphia. And then we go, then we go to Columbus June 3rd, three days after that. So we have three straight road games, L.A., Philly, Columbus. We're going to be bruised and battered going into that. That's wow. the end of May, early June. Like, so like that's what I mean when I say like the season's like just starting to like kick into high gear and uh, – um, and we have not gotten out of the starting gate. You know, we're we're like, oh well, we'll get a few points here, we'll get a little draw here, or there, and oh, we'll beat Orlando, and we'll get embarrassed by our rival, and you know, it's like kind of embarrassing to be honest. But I want to ask you this question from Brandon Davis, DJ, DJ is lifeblood right now. Is DJ undroppable? Has Derek Jones become undroppable to you? No, no, not yet. Nobody in oh, that central midfield is yes. No, I'm close. You know, how oh, could you not be close to that, yes one? to that one? Um, because you've got enough players in that midfield, right? Some, you know, there could be a match at home where you don't need Jones. You want to play front foot, and you can bring him in as a defensive substitution. Um, I think he kind of works in that that role, kind of almost like a um, Jorginho role with with Arsenal, right? Um, how Jorginho like comes off the bench for Arsenal. Y'all signed him, but yeah, um, kind of in that midfield role. He's he's. I know that like you know some people wouldn't think of Jorginho as like a giving a compliment, but I consider him like a world class player. He's been on some really good teams. Has played great football at he's, the international level. Role. You know, yeah, it's all about role. I think Derrick Jones is undroppable at this point, and like the double pivot with him and Bronico is our best defensive shape. It's our best defensive situation when we get Carujo back uh, to replace Tuoloma and he's not letting guys run by him like for the first Colorado goal, then it won't matter because we'll have, you know, a two-goal lead. We won't we won't be like trying to hold on to one goal thing. Brandon Davis says DJ is undroppable. Nice. I like that. Let's just, you know, he's he's def- like he is on the short list to potentially become undroppable. Uh, just need to figure out how this. We'll new... take it to the committee. Should we get a con- uh, uh, convene the undroppables committee and uh, yes. uh, take some votes? Good idea. And we we need to convene uh, for the rest of the week to discuss what Thursday show is going to look like um, because we've got a special guest. Um, yeah. One of the independence players um, is is going to join us, Danny. I don't know if you want to tweet it out from the show or how you want to announce it, but you can let the let the tremendous friends of the show know. Let's let uh, the anticipation build for a little bit, and then we'll probably we'll probably get antsy and make an announcement of what we got going on before the actual thing happens. That's okay, really what it works. Yeah, it, it is. So we'll, we'll do I'm that. Not ready. I'm not ready to announce tonight. You know, I'm considering running. I'm considering running, but I'm not willing to announce myself. You know what we'll do? We'll we'll announce it after the match on Tuesday. Well, after the go. match, after after uh, the Independence play on Tuesday night, I like um, this week. It's a it's a home match this week, uh, I believe, right? For Independence, yeah. Check Umberger knows right away, but I can check real quick. I like what Morgan White is saying. Is 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 DJ still undroppable when Westwood comes back? That's that's what I'm saying. That's part of the conversation. Yeah, that's that's the question. That's what. That's when the the uh, undroppable questions. Yeah, it's Charlotte uh, Wednesday at home against Union Omaha. By the way, at the Independence. Yeah. Oh, it's Wednesday, not yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Cool. Wednesday the nineteenth at seven. Sweet. Hey, so Umber- after- Umberger, yeah, I beat Umber. My my quick search was faster than Umberger's comment. I feel proud about that. D- I, here's what Nickel. Fortunate Nickel. Great comment. 
DJ just never panics. I love that about him. Like Bronico like funnels DJ's like this wall and Bronico like funnels the action into the wall and DJ just like busts up the wave. You know? Yeah. He's like, he's like the rock in the ocean and and Brant like steers the offensive wave into DJ and then DJ just like busts up the wave if that makes sense. So That's a great way to think about it. Yep. Totally, totally can um, see the partnership working as, and and I'll just leave you with this thought, Danny. Like I think uh, the Capetti Swiderski partnership is getting better. Like I actually saw that it was existent. It was there was a partnership. Yeah, it happened, Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll keep an eye on how that evolves. Uh, But just want to thank all the TFOs for being here. Thank you, Danny, uh, from being here for being here as well. Um, follow us on social at For the Crown Baby. Follow me at John Hayes on air. Follow Danny at Danny Brams on Twitter. We got to make an Instagram account for the show, Danny, because we're getting good content on these matches. We're taking good photos. We get some good right. videos. Yeah. I should I should have taken I should have taken some tactical videos last night. Um, I yeah. need to be better about that. I will in the future uh, for this show. If anybody has tactical uh, videos uh, that you want to share with us for uh, next Sunday show after the Masters, let us know. Send it. Send us a link. Yeah. Um, we'll put it on the show, and we'll feature your videos, um, and we'll shout you out. Yeah, we can talk about some um, some tactics on, on YouTube. Maybe we could do a YouTube special um, after one of these matches. After we we'll get Max from know, Crown film, Breakdown on film some action from the stamps. Yeah, Max, uh, shout out to Max from Crown Breakdown, and we'll right. um, uh, best mustache in the Charlotte FC content community. Easy. So I appreciate you listening to this podcast, uh, watching us here on YouTube. Um, this is YouTube exclusive. First, we'll publish the podcast. Um, sometime early this week but as always uh, danny brams in your beautiful rose colored glasses and your uh, crown jewel kit for the crown baby